Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh my God, you guys are my favorite. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Rich Eisen. With guest host, Susie Schuster. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Atlanta would be tough. The only con... Of going back home is just people hitting my phone like crazy. What are you willing to share about your quarterback plans? We are definitely in the quarterback hunting business. Um, and we got to go out. We got to find ways to acquire them. You know the ways we can do it. Today's guests, NFL Network reporter Stacey Dales, Emmy-nominated host of The Rich Eisen Show, Rich Eisen. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Susie Schuster. Well, hi, everybody. Susie Schuster, thrilled to be back with you here on The Rich Eisen Show, which, of course, is in Indianapolis. And my kind of time of year, because I get to sit in the seat for him for the next three days. Great guests coming your way. Stacey Jales will be first up joining us. Excited to have her calling in, because who knows Chicago stories more than Stacey Dales? So we will talk about the Bears with her. Also, it's kind of funny, Chris, Mikey, you know this firsthand, TJ. What up? I mean, two women sharing a screen at the same time all by ourselves. What's going to happen here? It could be chaos. So I'm excited to have her call in. 844-204-RICH is the number. You guys know I love taking calls. So the doctor is here. I'm here to work through your issues and, and free psychiatry for everybody when it comes to the combine, the draft, and whatever else is on your mind. Thrilled to be with you again and watch us on Roku. Hi, everybody on Roku. Thrilled to be with you and looking forward to getting to know you all better. Guys, um... A lot of talk in Chicago, a lot of talk in Indianapolis about what's happening with Caleb Williams. And Pete Thamel from ESPN had a great article really talking about how this guy is spending time on his own in his hotel room as he approaches the combine. We know that he will be there to basically walk through, take tests, shake hands, medical exam. Kiss babies. Kiss babies, make more money from NIL (laughs) and not Uh throw the ball. As we've heard also that Jaden Daniels is not going to, obviously, Drake May as well. I had Lewis Riddick on What the Football yesterday, and download it wherever you get your podcast, with Amy Trask. And we talked in depth about what it means for a player not to throw. I know he is far from the first. I think it's interesting when you look at an NFL team more than almost any sport. It's about team participation. Chris, I wonder what it means To some of these guys who don't get a chance to see him throw, they will see him on his pro day, obviously. But when C.J. Stroud went out there and lit up the world, people turned and watched and paid attention. I wonder how you feel about it, Chris. How would you feel if you were a GM with the number one pick? And let's just make it very clear. It doesn't look like Justin Fields is going to be going home again, so to speak, with the Bears. We don't know yet, but it sure looks that way. But if you have the number one pick, 
Wouldn't you want to see somebody say, I'm a team player, I'm going to hit the field? I don't really look at it as being a team player, not a team player by choosing not to participate in the drills. You know, if you're someone like Caleb Williams, kind of like Trevor Lawrence before him, he has been anointed, Andrew Luck, he's been anointed this number one pick dating back two years ago after he won the Heisman Trophy. So, you know, he's he's put all of his tape out there. You're not going to learn much. If you're Caleb Williams, what's the upside to going out there and, and winging it around with receivers that you don't know? You're throwing with the guy who may not even get drafted. Uh, it's just kind of randomly how you're paired up. So it doesn't really suit him or it doesn't really benefit him to go out there and kind of wing the ball around. It's, it's cool. Would it be cool? Yeah, it would be cool because it's a TV show and I'd like to see it. We all want to see it on Saturday, but, but TJ, you know, whatever, but I, it's kind of whatever for me. I get it. I kind of feel TJ that it's a good way to show the guys that you're going to be playing with, that you're not special. You're not a prima donna. You're willing to get out there. I was saying yesterday that when he hits his first locker room, the first day, he's going to be with a lot of grown men. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll be interesting to see whether or not the perception of him Obviously, coming in, he doesn't have an agent. He's surrounding himself, as he mentions it with Pete Thamel, that with a lot of business people. Mm-hmm. Uh, mentions in the article, big fan of Jordan, a big fan of Walter Payton, and of course, is too young to have ever really seen them, which made us feel real old this morning. <laughs> True. Uh, the other thing we learned in the article is not big, not a big red meat guy. Thought that was interesting. You know, until he had about, that wagyu, right? and then that, until he hit the wagyu, and that, that kind of changed his world. I'm willing to bet after after having a little bit of that. But like like Chris said. Only, only thing that could happen is he's going to maybe devalue himself, right, Chris? If he goes out there, like you said, he throws some passes that the receiver drops or some things, he, he, he could only really hurt himself. He's already projected to go number one, so can't up his stock anymore you know, by guys, going out there and, 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 and participating in kind this. Kind of as a fan, you're kind of bummed because it's a TV show and you want to see all these guys like throw against each other. It'd be cool if they had... Kind of like they did at their Pro Bowl games. You know, we kind of mentioned it earlier in the week. You know, we can have targets. We can have depths of throw and all these different fun things and kind of make it a game element. But I don't know. Other than that, it's just it doesn't bother me. One yeah. Bit. So imagine, Chris, when he misses like three or four targets. Right, and then, right. And then social media is going to blow up like this guy's a fraud. He's not for real. Yeah, like, like he hasn't just put two years of game tape yeah, where so, he's been the best player in college football. But like, there. let's face it. Social media is not going to convince the Bears GM, not to take him. I mean, to me, it's just about the mentality of showing up and saying, I'm not better than anybody else. I'm going to get out there and throw. I think that's where it kind of sticks at me a little bit. But I do understand your perspective. And like, why should he? Because making uh, the rumor is up to $10 million in NIL coming in. We talked to Lewis Riddick about this yesterday, a little bit about what he has to offer out there and whether the NIL has possibly changed the approach to the combine. The other thing that Lewis was mentioning was to him, there's a little bit of a shrinking gap with Jaden Daniels and Caleb Williams. And I wonder if there'll be any surprises. It sure seems like Caleb has a one-way ticket to Chicago. But you never know. That's the beauty of the draft, which we'll find out next, you know, next yeah, month. Yeah, you never know. I mean, if you look at the top three quarterbacks, Caleb and Drake May from North Carolina and Jaden Daniels, obviously LSU won the Heisman Trophy. Jaden Daniels put up the best tape out of all those guys this year. You know, USC didn't have a great season. Uh, Caleb Williams was kind of all over the place with his play, but that was due to the fact that 
you know, his team wasn't great. The team defense was wasn't no great. Defense. They were, yeah, he had to play come from behind the whole time. And, and Drake May wasn't as good this year. His team wasn't as good this year. So, yeah, I, I buy the Jaden Daniels maybe will surprise everyone, surprise, and be the number two pick. I totally get that. But Caleb Williams, far and away the number one player in this draft. And so... Uh, that's what I expect to happen. I expect the Bears to do it, and, and then off we go. Yeah, another called once-in-a-lifetime talent. But let's listen to what Lewis Riddick had to say about this. I'm going to give Jaden Daniels the benefit of the doubt and say what I see on tape as far as him being a processor, a kid who plays with tremendous fundamental consistency, arm strength, field vision, decision-making, accuracy, in structure, out of structure, the way he can run with the football, it's just ridiculous how explosive he is. Just from strictly watching the tape, I could easily see myself coming away from this situation if I was on the inside, like being able to spend hour after hour with these guys, put them on the board, take them out to dinner, you know, talk to all their contacts, really dig deep on them, that I could wind up going, you know what? I think I like this guy more. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? Last year... I don't know how many times I, 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 I was told that, that you're missing the boat. I mean, like, there is no way CJ's better than Bryce. There's just no way. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. He had all these wide receivers at Ohio State. You saw what happened to Dwayne Haskins. You saw what happened to all, you know, all these other quarterbacks who come out of Ohio State quarterbacks stink. They, they're just a product of Ryan's system. And you saw his test score. You've heard that he's a little surly and he's a guy who doesn't, you know, it takes a time, takes a little bit of time to warm up to authority. Blah blah blah. And what Bryce? What did you hear? It was like he's only the only problem. He's just little, but otherwise he's perfect. He played for Nick, and I love Nick. Don't get me wrong, I love Nick. That's my guy. He had no wide receivers. He had spotty protection. You saw what he did against Texas. This guy's a former Heisman Trophy winner. There's no way he's not better than Bryce Young. I mean, than than CJ Stroud. And who knows? Maybe ultimately he still will be put into a different environment with better help. But that's what I'm saying. Like this thing, Caleb is phenomenal. I also know people who have been out there very publicly who have, who feel, who feel as though Caleb is going to be a bust. People who don't trust him. There's people who think Blake May is going to be the best quarterback of this bunch. So, yeah, I, I think this thing is up for grabs. Yeah, that was Lewis Riddick on What the Football. Please download it wherever you find your podcast. Hey, Susan, How fascinating. Yeah, TJ. Real quick, and I don't know if I heard the guys over there talking about it too, but what a professional setup Lewis yes, Riddick had right there. Saying. A lot of times we see guys yep. with their Zooms and it's shooting straight up the nostrils and it's mm-hmm. dark or no good light. I, I heard you guys chatting. I think yep. that's, yeah, that was a tremendous setup oh, yeah. by Lewis. Yeah. He's a professional with this. Phenomenal. I love the way he, he was centered on the, the football picture in the background. Centered on midfield. He had the the pit helmets in the back, uh, the Raider helmet. Uh, phenomenal. The white, clean. Yeah. Well lit. Wow. I feel like we're on um, Honest Improvement, the Jessica yeah. Alba show on Roku. I, I feel it. like we're talking about <laughs> it. You, now you're really yeah. talking Synergy. my language Synergy. here. Synergy. Look at you. Should we? Look at you. How are you? Look at you. How are you? Hey, we're going to talk Patriots later on, by the way. I thought, as you girls are talking about the interior design, <laughs> I was listening to him talk about Jaden Daniels and how, wow. and Caleb Williams and talking, that's right, and how he was saying, by the way, we will talk to Stacey Dales about Caitlin Clark, so like, I'm all for girl baller, so I was just oh, trying yeah. to make fun of the guys. But that said, how about him saying some people out there don't trust Caleb Williams? That is like a little sneaker that he put out there that I was like, oh, wait, what was that? I'm right. sorry. 
Also, those in the uh, who might think that Drake May might be the best quarterback in that draft class, uh, I'm going to kind of sneakily raise my hand oh, and think, and think that might be the case. Up. I'm hoping that the Commanders take Jaden Daniels number two so Drake May can follow the Patriots because I think he does have the chance to be the best player, best quarterback in this draft. Drake May's cut from like the same stone as Brady. He's got the chin, the looks. Like he looks like he should go to New yeah, England. Like. I- Exactly. Have every girl in Swampscott have a crush on him, right? <laughs> Swampscott. I, I was hearing other people talk about it, and it's true. Get off the bus look. You get, a guy gets off the bus, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Drake May's got that. Is that like curbside appeal for a house? Totally. totally. Get off the bus look? You get off the bus look, you're like, oh, that guy's a player. Like when you're, like when you're in high school, and you're looking at the, the roster of the team you're playing. Right. That's why I always lied about my height and weight, because I wanted to look better on paper, because I knew I didn't really quite have it. And it's like, whoa, that dude's six one one ninety. Oh, okay. Is that like when you like, you know, get your kids' picture in for like the book? You know, they used to what they used to call it the pig book in the day, right? When you used to like check out everybody and like see how they looked. Yeah. So you're saying basically you lied? Did you put on? Did you you would have photoshopped your look to go I back? Then? I would have photoshopped more muscles and everything if there were pictures in the uh, in the playbook. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, I get it. I'm still I'm curious. Uh, I'm still curious about this whole thing with Caleb Williams, and we will ask Stacey Dales what her thoughts are on this. Like. Who doesn't trust him and, and why? Like, what's this little, like, I just like these little seeds of curiosity. This kind of like, hey, there's little pearls that people drop. Yeah, I think it's the why. Because if you why? watch the, the game tape and you watch the kid play, dude won the Heisman Trophy. Look at his numbers. He's been awesome. 10,000 yards, almost 100 touchdowns in three seasons, two at USC, one in Oklahoma. So uh, the kid's what you want as a football player. But why may, maybe you don't trust him? Is it because of what his dad said? Uh, it, to GQ? Is it because he's not hiring an agent for his first contract? Is it because of the mom stuff or the painted nails? Like, like why? Uh, and I'm, I'm curious to find out, you know, what that You could know, be. a lot of people are still hung up on the fact that he, you know, went into the stands and cried yeah, in exactly. his mom's arms. But, you know, I was thinking about that. I was reading Pete Thamel's story today. That popped into my head. And, you know, I, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I can only relate to this because I really only pay attention. There were times when the Cowboys would lose a game when Roma was quarterback and he would sit in the presser and he would look so unbothered mm-hmm. that it would like, and I'm still sitting there as a fan, like emotionally angry. Right. angry. And I'm like, this guy looks like he don't even give a crap. And it would, and I would go on Facebook and write these rants about it. So there was a guy who to me just seemed like he was indifferent. I believe maybe I'd rather have the guy who takes it and wants it so bad that it drives him to tears. Like he wants it that much. Like, I don't know, man. That might be the guy I want. The guy who's like, who's feeling it in the depths of his soul and is not afraid like to, to let it out if he doesn't get the results he wanted, as oh. opposed to the guy who's like, man, eh, all right. First of all, you know how I felt. Yeah. And I was in the chair, I think maybe the day after that, mm-hmm. jumping into the stands. I have no problems with him jumping into the stands and hugging his mom and having tears. I have no problems with it. And having his college career wrap up and having some emotion involved. And you should have seen the vitriol. Susie, he's yeah. a man. Men don't cry in their mom's arms. Oh, give me a break. Get some help. Come on. <laughs> it's okay to have emotion, right? It's okay. Absolutely. I am the mom of two boys. I am the, the wife of a husband who cries at everything. Right? Everything. We had our son's bar mitzvah this weekend. He's sobbing. <laughs> and it was sweet. And I'm okay with that. But my point is, is like, give me a break. I mean, all these, oh, the anger from social media morons who are all upset because Caleb Williams cried. Big deal. I love it. I love that he's tight with his mom. Guys who are tight with their moms tend to be really nice guys, right? 
Number one. Number two, for any of you who forgot the dad asked for what was it, like a percentage of a team, yeah, whatever it was team like room, yeah. he would sign the it was a part of ownership or whatever. Purported sources say, right? Source sure. uh that he was going to ask for a piece of it. I mean, by the way, that's a lot of dough. That ain't happening. <laughs> and that ain't happening. happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these teams are not isn't there a rule that's out there that if you're outside the family you're not, it's like very godfather. If you're outside the family, you're not allowed to give away or acquire yeah, a percentage or gifted. It's the whole thing with Brady and the Raiders. Like, you can't be an active player and be an owner. Yeah. Hey, I don't mind the, the gumption to ask, though. Don't get what as you the, don't ask for. As they say, close the mouth, don't get fed. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a ridiculous ask, but hey, you know, <laughs> hey, why not? What if, what if somebody went, well, you know, we've got a loophole and uh, you never know. Well, my ridiculous ask of the day was to reach out to Pete right now and say, hey, can you join us on the show? Because I, I texted Rich. I said, I went through your Twitter. I found a number for Pete Thummel. You mind if I give him a call? He's like, go for it. He's really, he's impossible to book. So I was like, well, that makes me want to book him even more. And of course you booked him. Well, we'll see. Oh, okay. But we do have Stacey Dales coming up. We will ask Let's her a lot it. of questions of what's happening in Chicago. But thrilled to be with you. 844-204-RICH is the number. You know I will take those calls and... I was going to say no questions too crazy, but there's plenty that are. So just <laughs> we know from past experience, people. Stacy Dales from Indianapolis, and when we come back. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Dude, Tom Cruise was such a baller. He was, he was, he was probably my, one of my closest friends, and he was so great. And he, I always looked up to him, and he always had these cool things that he would come up with. And I remember he, he was the first guy that ever came up with this conceit of tightening the titles of the movies he was in to make him sound badass. Like, like he did this, you know, the football movie, All the Right Moves? Yeah. But yeah, man, when I was making moves, 
I, uh, <laughs> and I was like, he's That's a baller. badass. That's baller. It's so baller. But then, you know, it was a problem when he'd be like, yeah, when I was making cocktail, <laughs> it was kind of a, you know, and I, I, I liked no, oh, the other one's no good either. It was either. long. Yeah, when I was in tail. When I was in tail, you can't do it either way. Can't do it either way. Yeah. It's no good. When I was making- so you'd, you'd go like wing? Is that what you do when you did right, TV? No, you when I was doing West. When you were in West. You know, Mar- when, when, uh, when Marty Sheen and I were doing West. Um, you know, on the set of Boy, me and yeah. Chris Harley. No, yeah, when I was on a Boy, um, in Oxford Blues sets up uh, just blues. See, it's important to choose. If you choose the wrong one, it's not as good. It, there's always one that's cooler. <laughs> like which is like like when I was doing recreation, yeah, doesn't it? But if I'm doing yeah. parks, right, instead of parks, you're doing parks. Yeah, man, Amy Poehler and I in parks, we laughed all the time <laughs> on parks. On the set of Wayne, I was just you know. And by Wayne. the way, you want to talk about Tom Cruise too? This was the fact that blew our minds when the last uh, Mission Impossible came out, and he was running all oh, over it's amazing. London, right? And the best like, a, ever. like a broken, a broken ankle that had just amazing. healed or whatever. Is that he was? He is right now the age in these movies doing this that Wilford Brimley was during Cocoon. That's a fact. That is. That's boom, like mind blowing. That's it's mind blowing. It, 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 it's. I don't, and I don't know what it is. What makes it mind blowing is that that Tom Cruise is doing that at that age, or Wilford Brimley was really that young in Cocoon. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. Sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger's got the right product for you. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. Unpacking a little bit more of the Pete Thamel article in ESPN uh, before Stacey Dales dials in. You know, he talks about he's not going to do medical testing at the combine. Mentions that everyone thinks I'm a one man team, a reference to F1, because of. The idea that he doesn't have an agent. He seems to be floating amongst different uh, pros and coaches as he gets ready. Kind of like Marvin Harrison getting ready for the playing season and not for the combine. I like that. You like that? I do. I don't have a problem with that at all. Do you think the combine is as relevant as it used to be or just not for the top three? I think if you're one of the top, top players where your status has been kind of predetermined for a year or two, it doesn't really do anything for you. Whereas, you know, the other 300 kids, it's they're, they're fighting for draft spots and they're fighting to move up and the first get in the first round and get the guaranteed dollars. So, yeah, I think it matters for them. And for the quarterbacks like Penix, like McCarthy, these guys who really sure. want to show where they belong, those guys need to be there. Forget about the fact there's all the D linemen. There's the O-linemen. We've got to see a lot of these guys. Yeah, the guys that aren't the big, sexy names. Like, right. yeah, it matters for all those guys. But for the top five guys or so, no. Definitely not. You know what makes me so mad? I'm so upset still at the continuing devaluation of the running back position. And guys like Blake Corum, who's going there, and guys who are trying out for positions. Like, I still can't believe it as we listen to a lot of these franchise tags going around. But Stacey Dales joins us now from NFL Network. Stacey, thank you so much for coming on with us today. I mean, I, I know that I'm not the skillful interviewer that Rich is, but I'll try to hold the chair <laughs> down. A lot of stress on me right now, Stacey. <laughs> There's your the better half. What are we talking about here? Yeah, we know that. That's that's already yeah. established, right? That's obvious. What are you hearing about the Bears, Stacy? Let's just make it that simple. Well, first of all, I apologize for the aesthetics. I'm in my hotel room, and um, I just came from availability. I'm at the combine in Indianapolis right now, and I'm trying to figure out where to look on my camera here. Um, you know, Susie, I spent 
a considerable amount of time with Ryan Poles, uh, the general manager, yesterday for our one-on-one. And as you know, in this business, we're told, hey, you got a time limit. You got to stick to the time. And uh, I wasn't given a time limit. So I opted to go for a good six minutes with the GM because I think it's the biggest story. You know, when we talk about all these quarterbacks and it's really going to be kind of an interesting draft in terms of where these top caliber elite performers fall. And uh, he has a quarterback to figure out himself in Justin Fields. And so it was a really good in-depth conversation. And uh, I do have some takeaways, but I would probably like to see where you'd like to go with those. <laughs> well, I'm curious about what you think. Number one, he says he's coming there with an open mind, but does he really have an open mind? Well, I think you have to when you you don't have a lot of picks right now. The Bears, um, they don't have a ton of capital in this year's draft. They can get more capital, as we saw last year with the first overall pick. It's very rare, as you know, to have back-to-back first overall picks. Uh, you have to be open-minded. But I also think when you do have a scenario where if you are oddly drafting at the top of the draft in consecutive seasons, you're going to have to make a move at some point, right, to better your team with the first overall pick. And basically, when I asked him, can you uh, can you not use that pick? I mean, basically saying to him, Ryan Poles, how could you not draft a quarterback after last year trading it away? And yes, it was an incredible, masterful trade. They acquired a number of uh, draft picks from the Carolina Panthers. They also sit at nine in this year's draft. And they got the first overall pick this year. And, you know, basically told me it would have to be the right quarterback to take a quarterback at number one. And he would have to be a can't-miss guy. But I think we all understand, as we've seen historically, you can see quarterbacks be taken in the top 10 and be misses. Now, here's what I would say about Poles. He spent 13 years in Kansas City. He was a part of uh, you know, the Brett Veach group and that brought in Patrick Mahomes, who fell in love with this generational talent when he was very young even before his days in, at Texas Tech. It was, it, was a, it was a long process, and that's what Poles talked to me about, the process, and how they understood the talent was there, and it was remarkable talent. When you consider the offense he played in, he threw the ball quite a bit uh, at Texas Tech, Patrick Mahomes did, but it was the character that they became really linked to. And so my question is, when you think about Kalen Williams, you think about Jaden Daniels, Drake May, J.J. McCarthy, you go through the list, which character are they falling in love with? And does that happen to be the guy everybody thinks they're taking in Caleb Williams? And do you feel like the relationship with Justin Fields is reparable? It just seems like there's such a great degree of mistrust now from the quarterback back to the team. Well, when you scrub your team, your NFL team from your social media, which Justin Fields did. Uh, And he basically said the reason he did it is because he didn't want any work distractions while he was off on his own time, essentially, or vacation or whatever he's doing in his personal time. I think that's uh, significant. And I also think that if I were interviewing a general manager and they knew their guy was their guy, would they not come out and tell me that? I really like Ryan Poles. I think he's been extremely accessible. I think he's extremely smart. Uh, He's done some really nice things with the roster. Their draft last year was outstanding, especially their second-round defensive picks. Um, But 
if if that's my guy, and they kind of did this last year, Suze. Last year, when they had the first overall pick, they were sort of all in on Justin Fields. We haven't heard that. So I don't know if it's reparable. I don't know if it's something that could be mended if it doesn't work out. What I do know is they need a substantial amount of capital if they're going to trade Justin mm-hmm. Fields. That's going to be important in how much they get and how those conversations sort of parlay themselves over the next few weeks. What do you think it would take? Really... Man, I've thought about this over and over. Um, look what they got from Carolina for that first pick, knowing how many teams need quarterbacks. Uh, I think it would take picks next year, and I think it would take another pick in the year after that, and I think it would take a substantial amount of capital in this year's draft. I'm actually more inclined to believe, Susie, that they will trade away their ninth pick overall, but let's say they don't. Let's say they draft like Caleb Williams and one of these tackles, because the tackle, I don't know if I've ever seen a class of tackles this deep. You know, what if they fell in love with Alt or Fashionu or somebody like that? to add to the opposite side of their offensive line with uh, Darnell Wright, who they took in the first round last year. What if they did that? Imagine imagine they took neighbors or they found a receiver that they loved and took at nine. I mean, there's so many, Odunze, like there's so many possibilities for them, but it would take a an incredible amount of capital to trade the first pick. I think they're going to use it. And I think they're going to draft a quarterback. And should they use it and should they draft that quarterback? What's the right fit for Justin Fields? Justin Fields around the league. I mean, a lot of people talk about Atlanta, um, right? Because the opportunities there, new coaching regime, it would be a fresh start for him. When you think about him kind of returning to his roots, uh, that might be appealing. Uh, I've heard, you know, a number of different possibilities uh, when you consider teams that are quarterback needy right now um i just think it has to be a fresh start for him and a fresh start for the team so i think a new staff in place would be the right direction to go but you have to you have to look at three years in the nfl how many wins has he had where where would that stand on your roster he improved uh as brian Pulse told me yesterday improved in terms of his approach at the line of scrimmage and his ability to read and process and react. Uh, you know, I, I would almost go back. It's been three years in the NFL. Who liked them then and where are they now? Hmm. Stacey Dales joins us now on the Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen. You know, you talked about his experience in Kansas City, Poles' experience there and, and looking at Mahomes. And people are talking about Caleb like he is that generational talent. But in a conversation with Lewis Riddick yesterday, he also mentioned that Jaden Daniels, to him, the gap is closing. And I'm curious to hear about your thoughts on that. Well, I think Jaden Daniels had a monster season. And when you win the Heisman Trophy, there's a reason you do it. Um, Caleb Williams won a Heisman Trophy. Like this is, this is, to me, it comes down to, again, it comes down to the character element. I think the most interesting thing that I've heard in all the GM pressers, that I sat at, right? So if you think about the combine and you know this, Susie, there are like 10 podiums and every team goes to a podium, their GM and their head coach. I could probably name you eight different GMs that talked about quarterbacks and how character is critical. And I think it's 
uh, in large part, I don't know if I've heard that many talk about the inner makings of the quarterback. We talk about all the arm talent. We talk about the accuracy. The ability to process is always something. Ask Kurt Warner about that, right? Like, uh, he has some fascinating takes on it. But it's Brock Purdy just went to a Super Bowl. And I can tell you, having covered that Niners team, that they fell in love with him during the draft process. Remember talking to Brian Greasy, their quarterbacks coach, and they want he wanted them to draft Brock Purdy, and they took him in with the very last pick. If they had, if he had have gone as an undrafted rookie free agent, they were concerned that he was going to fall to a different team in through the free agency process. So they they took him with the last pick in the draft. They knew, they felt it, they loved his character, they loved his toughness. And I also thought it was really interesting to listen to the head coach of the Bears, Matt Eberflus, yesterday. His number one thing, the first thing he said was leadership, but then situational football, third down, red zone, stuff like that. Two-minute drill, can you win the fourth quarter? So Justin Fields has struggled. I mean, he's turned the ball over more in the fourth quarter than any, any quarterback since he entered the league three seasons ago. So all of those things add up to me like they're going to draft one. To answer your question, is it Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams? Cole said he's got these crazy angles that he can throw on and he can do some of these things like Patrick Mahomes. He made that comparison to me, but they have to fall in love with the character. Mm -hmm. And we saw what happened with Brock Purdy and the Niners when it came to that. And that's why, as you said, character matters so much. I mean, it's been some time since I covered college football and I've never covered pro football. But in getting to know these players and watching as they went through the combine Mm -hmm. and talking to a lot of people, feeding information on who these different kids are, character Mm -hmm. matters. And I think that could be a question mark with Caleb Williams where people just don't feel like he's a known entity. And that's why that time at the combine is so important Mm -hmm. with these interviews and what have you. Is there any mm-hmm. any feeling from you that coaches are either disappointed or so not definitely not surprised, but would mm-hmm. have liked to have seen him throw out there? Yeah, this is this is one. This is Susie. I love this debate because any player in the NFL that you talk to that thinks that guy's going number one, they'll be like, "Don't throw. You shouldn't do any of that stuff." Bryce Young didn't last year, which I was disappointed in because. I watched Anthony Richardson and Anthony was in CJ Stroud. And I take a very unbiased approach in my reporting with all 32, but I'm allowed to have favorites, right? I was, I fell in love with Anthony Richardson and I fell in love with CJ Stroud. Those are my two. Will Levis, um, so intense, really awesome guy. Bryce Young, such a sweetheart. Uh, But those are my two guys and they threw. And when I watched CJ Stroud, I watched him at the combine last year, Suze. He walked around with a football. I mean, you're watching these guys for about three hours out there at Lucas Oil Stadium. He had like my water bottle. He had this bot. He had this. This was a football. He didn't let it out of his grip. I mean, and does that mean anything? Maybe not. But to me, as somebody like who was obsessed with basketball growing up and I wanted to sleep with my basketball and I just played basketball whenever I could. He's a junkie. And so he goes and he's like the offensive rookie of the year in the NFL under D'Amico Ryan. So I, I do think there's any, he slung the ball, if that's a word, all over the place. And yeah, they're not thrown to their guys, but it really is cool to see them throw. So I really wish I could have seen Caleb Williams throw. It's, you know, it's, it's something where like I watched all the quarterbacks throw and not Bryce Young last year. Yeah. And I was kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, it was kind of like, 
gosh, I wish I had seen Bryce Young throw last year at the Combine. Yeah, and it makes you feel a little bit like, what what am I missing here? I love the fact that he walked around with that. That's swag, and that's like, that's showing you he really cares, and part of being there is to show mm-hmm. who you are. So I'm, I'm with yeah. you. I think it's kind of crazy not to. Curious about the name that you think is going to shock the Combine. Oh, my gosh. It's so hard because I'm not through the process of meeting them all. So how it works is this morning I was with all of the defensive lines. So defensive tackle edge linebackers. Um, It changes every day. Like the quarterbacks talk on Friday and then they perform Saturday. I think the O linemen are with the running backs are Saturday and they go Sunday. So they go, they talk the day before and I develop these unbelievable feelings like Leatu Latu. I'm obsessed with this guy out of UCLA. I mean, we know his story. Um, Does he going to test off the charts? I'm not sure about that. But my point is, is like you, you meet these players. It was last year was one for me. It was Nolan Smith who, um, you know, was at Georgia and he just had an incredible combine. It was unreal. You just, you kind of fall in love with the character makeup of some of these guys. So I have to go through that process I am anxious to hear from all the quarterbacks, whether it be Bo Nix or J.J. McCarthy or Michigan guy. And um, the way he ran, they were able to run the ball, throw the ball and how he managed the game and how that translates to the NFL. And but I want to know the guy. I want to know the player. Um, So when I think about who's going to test off the charts, I still need to know a little bit more about their drive and their ambition. And there's just you just don't know. Like I just left a conversation with Chop Robinson and he's one of the big edges and he'll go high in the draft. And like, he thinks he's going to blow people away. He wants to run like a four, four. This is an edge rusher. <laughs> so it's hard to answer that just yet. It's a little too early in the week, but uh, on Sunday, I'm, I'm, I could give you a probably my top five. I love the backstories. I mean, Troy Palomalu back in the day when I was covering USC, his backstory was so spectacular and he went to the combine and I think everyone fell in love with him just because of his earnesty and, and his sweetness and, and just, I don't even think earnesty is a word, by the way. I may have just made that one up, but <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you know, sometimes that's part of it. And for people like us who really love the backstories, that's when some of these players can go up. They can follow, find their way ascending the ladder in GM's opinions just because of who they are as a character. What's your favorite backstory that you have coming in this week? I couldn't agree more. So I'm going to tell you, um, not to give a spoiler, but I'm going to open the show tomorrow if my producer gives me the green light on Latu. And, uh, you know, this is a guy who suffered a neck injury at Washington, and he's probably the most polished edge rusher that we're going to see in terms of his technique. I mean, he is extremely skilled coming off the edge. And so he injures his neck. And they declare him basically to retire from football. And he has to get a neck fusion surgery. So he gets, and I just talked to him off to the side, which is golden. And he gets this surgery and they say, you're never playing football again. He's like, why? And he kind of answered today, like maybe they thought there was too much risk as a program to have him go out back out there. So he's like, I'm going to go play rugby. Two months later, Susie, he goes and he plays rugby in Seattle. He was so good that the 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 MLR, I think it's called, Major League Rugby team, there in Seattle, caught wind of it. They brought him in for a workout. 
they wanted him so badly. They offered him a contract, but he loved football so much because he was playing rugby tackling. You know how violent rugby is. I mean, it's it's a violent sport. And by the way, he was the eight player or the eight man, which is like the star of their trench type players. And uh, he declined because he's like, I hope I'm not wasting their time, but I love football so much. So he goes to UCLA and he's a superstar again. He gets cleared to play two years later by Dr. Watkins, the famous doctor who does all of the NFL players in Major League, um, whatever, it's baseball, NBA, hockey. Like this guy is incredible. He gets cleared to play. He's going to be one of the top picks in this year's draft. He's an absolute technician. Ask Daniel Jeremiah about him. And I just think that his story brought me to tears because of how much he loves football. Um, I wrote a quote down that I'm going to share, and I forget what the actual quote is, but he writes down in every journal, like, um, basically, this could be your last. This could be your last time. Because you never know when it's going to be taken away, whatever it is that you love in life. And uh, so he's just got a great story. And I just can't wait to tell it tomorrow and when we're on air and we start. And your hubby is going to be leading the charge for us on the network with DJ in the booth. And I'll be down on the field and I can't wait. Oh, he loves working with you. He just cannot wait. Stacey Gels joining us here on The Rich Eisen Show. Before we leave, I want to ask you about Caitlin Clark and what it's like for you who... You know, your your name is in the rafters, your years with the WNBA, and to see the attention on her right now, what is that like for you? Phenomenal. It's phenomenal. I was just asked by somebody here what my thoughts about her. Um, she's obviously very advanced. She's put Iowa completely on the map and given rise to what should already have been like this global, like Lisa Bluter, the coach. Like she's just brought so much to this program. She separates so well, Susie, and she moves about the basketball like a pro player. And that, to me, is what distinguishes her. She she is so crafty. I mean, she's a good passer. She can do everything. She's a pure scorer. But the way she plays the game, it's just such a draw, and you want to watch her. And I think she deserves all of her success, just like anybody that works that hard would. But uh, her ability to separate her range and her ability as a pure scorer it's going to be fun to watch her uh, at the next level. Is she the best ever, you think? I don't, I can't say she's the best ever because there have been too many in their time that that were the best ever. Diana Taurasi is the greatest competitor I've ever, ever faced. Her will to win is astonishingly incredible. When you think of like Patrick Mahomes and he just, he just wins. Like the, it's, it's incredible. Like Taurasi has that. So um, is, is Caitlin Clark going to go win WNBA championships is, 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 has she won multiple titles? Like I just, there's so many good ones along the way. It's hard to say she's the best ever, but right now, generationally at this time. Yeah, of course. Last question for you, the court storming. What's your take on that? Uh, it's problematic. It's really problematic because I was watching that, um, that Duke game. I believe it was Duke, right? Wake Forest and Duke. I watched that game and uh, as I was getting ready to leave for the combine and to see a guy get hurt, or I think Caitlin got run over on she did. A, a recent game. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, by somebody I'm holding not, a phone, by somebody looking at their screen and not living in yeah. the moment, which is so insane. And it's just unfortunate that, as you know, like it always takes one to ruin it for everybody. 
but that's what happens. It, it, it takes one bad question to make a coach disgruntled for life, right? <laughs> no kidding. So, and you don't want to be the one asking the bad question. No. And I, I, I love college sports. I love that they're so pumped, but let's find a different way because this isn't working when we're injuring players and could jeopardize their future on the court as they represent the school that just won. So I, I'm, a, I'm hoping that they put some parameters around it. Stacy, you are the best. Thank you so much. Have the best time. We can't wait to watch you all weekend long. Thanks again for your time. Thanks, Suze. You rock. And uh, I get to hug your husband at a production meeting today. So there you go. Give him a squeeze for me, please. Have fun. Enjoy. And, and thanks again for your time. It's so invaluable. You tell the best stories. My pleasure. Take care. That's Stacey Dales, everybody. I mean, by the way, her background was not as sophisticated as Lewis Riddick's, but I think she's gorgeous. So I think she just pops out of the frame. So I don't have a problem with it. Nope. We're looking at different things, right, guys? Me neither. Hey, you all right with it? Love Stacey. She's the best. She is so good. I tried and to get Stacey to play in my Saturday pickup game for years. How'd that go for you? We were all at NFL Network together. She just flat out refused. Why? I, don't, I think she felt bad. I don't think she wanted to torch all of us and make us all look bad. I would. I mean, she's Canadian, so she's obviously the nicest person nice. in the world. So she was just being polite. I would do anything to watch her just like take you guys on, <laughs> and wipe the floor. And this was ten years ago, so it probably would have been would have been ugly for us, right? It would. It's, it'd be uglier now, which means it would be better. But right. I would. I might have to like yeah. send her a quick text like, Stace, right. can you posterize Brockman for me, please?" <laughs> I love talking to her about this just because you know we have a ten-year-old baller. We've got a little girl yeah. who thinks this is the greatest. Yeah. And, uh, you know, oh, by the way, Stacy's one of the best, which she is. is kind of For, exciting. Fortune All-American, number retired Oklahoma, uh, obviously WNBA career. She's uh, an all-timer. Let's go to break. We've got callers when we come back, and the phone lines are opening, 844-204-RICH. Oh, we have a lot of callers. Let's take them all. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com eisen. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There you are, you're clapping. Oh, clapping. Yes, you're clapping. Oh, he's sweating. He's sweating. Wait a minute. So he made it out of contestants, row? Yes. yes. He made it out of contestants. Oh, God, you're clapping. Oh, God. 
This is going to take a while. Okay, here we go. Oh, popcorn machine. Oh, I'll take that if you want that, TJ. By the way, you've got to bring in this popcorn machine if you win it. I want this popcorn. Oh, seven, seven, 41. 41. $41. It's not a $71. $41. It's 41 That's one key. That's one key. Grab the key. Take the middle key. Take the middle key. There's five keys. Yes. He takes the middle key. No, he's not looking. He takes the oh, second oh, to the right key. I didn't look. I didn't look. That's right. There's Here's wait. another key. Here's a basket. Five eighty-four. That's that's a fifty-eight dollar basket. It's not an eighty-four dollar basket. No way. What's in it? What's what's the, oh, well, well, you got to get what's in it too. Yeah, oh, it's an eighty-four dollar basket. It's eighty-four. It's an eighty-four dollar basket. Here's where I messed up. I listened to. Uh, that's an eighty-four dollar basket. I listen to the people. Come on, oh, TJ. TJ. Eighty-four. No, oh, it went fifty-eight. No. TJ. Oh, he only has one key. We need to find I mean, a friend. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Come on, TJ. It's an $84 key. Uh-oh. Master All right. key. Does it unlock the... Uh, does it unlock? Does it... Okay, it does not. Oh, un- coffee maker. No coffee, no coffee maker. maker. No coffee maker. Okay, he's going to unlock the electric bike. Mike. No, 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 no. No. Okay. Oh. All right. Oh. All right. Does it unlock the car? Oh my God! Does it unlock the car? Let's go! Does it unlock the car? Does it unlock the car? Does it unlock the car? He's turning the key. No! TJ. You're on the Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for Rich. Obviously, he's in Indianapolis. Great conversation with Stacey Dales. If you missed it, find it. It was great. She's phenomenal. Let's go. Let's go to the phone lines because you know I love let's to kind of it. empty the phone oh, lines. Yeah. And, and you guys are showing up. I love it. Eight four four two zero four. Rich. Let's go with Derek in Missouri. Hi, Derek. Hey, Susie. It's a pleasure to see you in the seat when Rich is away doing whatever kind of chaos and craziness that he's doing in Indy right now. But uh, so I just want to say basically what my thoughts are on Russell Wilson right now. The whole situation going with him is. Turning me to the point where it's like, uh, it's turning me insane to the point where it's like, the quarterback situation with Denver right now needs to be basically what I said last week. We need to go after a quarterback. And with Russ, what he said yesterday on the clip with Brandon Marshall was he wants to win two Super Bowls with the Broncos. But the fact of the matter is, he needs to wake up and smell whatever it got going. It got growing in Colorado right now because it's not going to happen. You stay in Denver, okay, great. But you have to deal with the best quarterback in Kansas City, and you got to deal with Jim Harbaugh now. It's not going to happen. They said the decision's got to come within two weeks. It needs to be made now that he's not going to be in Denver anymore, period. I don't think you're wrong, Derek, and thanks for the call. You know, Sean Payton was asked about it at the Combine, about the time frame, and he basically said, Somewhere in the neighborhood of next week, we're going to decide. There's a couple of factors here. Obviously, the salary cap projections came out. We're further down the road with the draft class. Obviously, the pro free agent. So I would anticipate this being in the next two weeks. But, I mean, guys, don't we kind of know? I mean, isn't the writing on the wall? It seems like it. You know, Albert Breer was on yesterday, said that uh, it appears they're headed for a divorce. I just can't see a situation where he's where he's back in Denver. You know, I threw out an overreaction, TJ, that I thought, Look, I, I, th- I didn't think Russ played bad last year. He wasn't one of the bottom. I mean, 
He wasn't. He, he deserved to be a 32, one of the 32 starting Absolutely. quarterbacks, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So where's the spot for him? Is it Pittsburgh? Is it is it Atlanta? Is it the Raiders? Is it New England? Or Robert Griffin III threw that out there kind of as a bridge guy. Where's the spot for him? Because it's not in Denver, in my opinion. And we know that he bought, what, the biggest house in the history of Denver. We'll see how much that goes for on the market. Well, he claims it's not actually for sale, even though it's literally listed on Zillow and Red, Redfin at the moment. And what's the listing? What's How much is it, Chris? Good question. This, this is breaking news. Gotta gotta, be, I need research gotta be on this, got to be in the 20 please. to 25 mil thing. Yeah. Uh, I made a joke. Don't know if it's accurate. I was just kidding people. Mm-hmm. That it had more bathrooms than he had wins with the Broncos. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Two minutes to uh, go, guys. Think, oh, we're going we're gonna to empty the calls, by the way. So those of you who are waiting, by the way, we're going to get to. But first, Sam in Fort Worth, Texas. Sam, your thoughts? Susie, quick question. One, is there any chance you would ever host a wives clinic so they could be just like you? I mean, you don't want any part of this, Sam. This is a full-time <laughs> job. Just wonderful. ask Rich. Just ask <laughs> You don't want any part of this, but happy to, uh, happy to chat with your wife. But what's on your mind today when it comes to football? Regarding Caleb Williams. We are OU season ticket holders, not not anything there or that, but getting to know his family directly when he was a freshman to how they changed the more success he had was astonishing. His physical talents are indisputable. NFL teams do their research. I think the questions around his leadership and how he handles a team are real. He left OU to go to USC because of Lincoln Riley, that's great, but that wasn't about winning. That was about basically look at me. That's only going to get worse in the NFL. So I think that part's kind of being ignored. And as you said, there's no such thing as a can't miss. And I think that's where people are saying, don't be so sure. Don't fall in love with just the physical. Personality, characteristics, they matter. I think you're 100% right, Sam. And thanks again for the call. Go listen to the conversation I had with Lewis Riddick yesterday, please, on What the Football. We talked about NIL and how NIL might be changing how some of these players approach the combine. Sam, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that because we really talked about it in depth. And Lewis had even said, like, this is a different angle that has to be explored more. So that's, we taped that yesterday on What the Football. Go find it wherever you get your podcast. Lots more about this in the next two hours of The Rich Eisen Show. I think it's really fascinating, you guys some insight that he may have had on being with his family and seeing how they change. Let's face it. Money changes people all the time. TJ. I mean, I, w- I really wouldn't know, but um, <laughs> cause I don't have any, uh, but you know, he said he, he followed the coach, followed Lincoln Riley, Chris, right. Is what he said. And it, it says in the caller thought it was a more like a look at me type thing. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. You follow a coach maybe because you guys have connected on some level that supersedes football and maybe, you know, this guy's teaching you so much that you realize that your growth would be impeded without him. I, I just don't know if I if I can vibe with him saying that that's a look at me type situation. I don't I don't really understand. I think the, people that. also don't realize the siren song of USC. Right. I mean, right? it's still yeah. one of the story programs and to follow your coach. If your coach is going to go there. I mean, players come here. I've seen it for years and years. They come here, they see the Coliseum, which is not the big house, Mm -hmm. which is an old, old, old school facility, but it's in LA and it's got the Lakers Mm -hmm. and it's got the Dodgers and it's got the beach. I mean, there is a, there's an appeal to coming here, you know, and, and the storied folks that came and played in this program before. 
So I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that he had an opportunity to come here and shine on one of the biggest stages in all of sports. But Rich will join us ahead. We will have an in-depth conversation with him. And Keith Thamel, are you out there? Call into the show. (laughs) John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.